thank you. You can be seated, please. Tonight, turn your Bible, please, to Psalms 103. Psalms 103. I want to read the Psalms. It's not that long, and I love it. Psalms 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He had not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as, a gra- as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, help us rejoice in thy word tonight. Thank you for each one that's come. We ask you, dear God, that by the wooing of the Holy Spirit, that you will meet every need here tonight. We have needs or we wouldn't be here. We come to you tonight. We ask you to bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. I was studying these verses, and I want to name this, God is a balanced God. Now, the Bible makes it plain, God is holy, God is loving, God is merciful, God is faithful, yet He's just and righteous. Now, many people have a view in their mind of a mean, angry God. I know I did before I got saved. I was brought up under a different religion, and I had it pictured in my mind that God sitting on a throne high above somewhere out yonder with a big old club just waiting for me to make a mistake. And he clubbed me with it. That was my view of God. 
that he was angry with me all the day long. But uh, when you those kind of thinkings just don't understand the love of God, and that God the love of God allows him to forgive sin and at the same time show mercy to repenting sinners. Now, don't get confused here though. The holiness of God and the justice of God demands that sin be punished to the full extent of law. Now Romans 3.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. That's the full extent of the law. Now the holiness of God demands that we be holy. Now the law of God pronounces eternal damnation on the guilty uh, sinner in accordance with the justice of God. Now God's salvation, Christ crucified, satisfied the law, yet left man with a free will to choose heaven or hell. God sits before us, and He says, choose. Now He does not send anybody to hell. He doesn't make anybody go to hell. He doesn't just automatically take anybody to heaven. He don't make anybody go to heaven. He gives us a free will. I can say no to God or I can say yes to God. He gave us a free will. That's very important you understand that. Somebody said, well, you don't have any say-so about it. God does it all. No, no. God gave you a free will. You can make a choice. And God said, uh, you can make a choice for hell or you can make a choice for heaven. Now, get this, please. Without the virgin birth of Jesus Christ, we would never have known what God is really like. God came down in the form of the Lord Jesus Christ in a body went to the cross. And when you study the cross and all that happened to God in Jesus Christ on that cross tells us of His love. Now, God is holy. God is absolutely pure. Hebrews 1 verse 13. There are pure eyes than to behold evil. And canest not look on iniquity. Exodus 15 verse 11. Who is like unto thee, O Lord, gracious in holiness? 1 Samuel 2 2 says, There is none holy as the Lord, for there is none beside thee. Isaiah 6 and verse 3 says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. Now the reason that God put holy, holy, holy there three times is God the Father is holy, God the Son is holy, God the Holy Spirit is holy. Amen? So He's all holy. Now, no man in himself then is holy. But God made a way in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometime were far off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Notice God's holiness demanded punishment for sin. This demand was satisfied when Christ Jesus voluntarily went to the cross and died for our sins. He satisfied the false holiness. Now, somebody says, who killed Jesus? And they blame the Roman soldiers. They blame the Jews. Uh, they say our sins put Jesus Christ on the cross. No, it didn't. Jesus voluntarily went to the cross because he could have called 10,000 angels and brought him down from that cross. But he voluntarily went to the cross. Why? Because he wanted to satisfy the Father's holiness. 
God is holy, number one. Number two, God is love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, here's one of my favorite verses, John 16, verse 27. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and believeth that I came out from God. You know why I know God loves me? Because I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that one verse says that because I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, God loves me. Amen? Now notice, God loves us sinners when we love His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Number three, God is faithful. Now Deuteronomy 7 and verse 9, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God. Now, I know a, a lot of faithful people. And I know a lot of people that wants to be faithful. They want to do what's right. But all the time, they can't. They can't always do what they should do. And not Sometimes they don't want to do it, but sometimes they can't do it. But Deuteronomy 7 and verse 9 says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, He is God, the faithful God. He don't change. There's nothing that keeps Him from being faithful. And the way we know God is faithful is in Him and is keeping His promises. Every promise God ever made, He has kept them from the beginning. Down to the letter of the law, every prophecy ever God ever made, He's kept them. Every word God ever spoke, He's kept them. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13 says, If we believe not, yet... He abided faithful, and he cannot deny himself. Now, I thank God for his holiness. Amen? Now, I know that we have heroes, and we have heroes in the faith, and we look up to different people, and we put people up here on a pedestal sometime, and if you're not careful, the Bible has a lot to say about that. Don't do that. Don't put men up here on a pedestal higher than he ought to be, because if you do, he'll let you down. I mean, every human being is going to let you down simply because they cannot be faithful all the time, although they want to be. But I think God, Jesus, uh, the, uh, God the Father is holy and the Lord Jesus Christ is holy. And so we know, number three, God is faithful. God is merciful. I love this. Psalm 103 verse 8 says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. Deuteronomy 4 verse 31 says, For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee. Boy, I like that. Amen? You know why I like that? Anytime I've uh, ever needed God, He's right there. He's been there. All these years I've been saved, He's always been there. He's merciful. And He's... For, he's uh, notice again, I... I like Psalms 32, verse 10. He that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Psalms 51, verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness. Amen? Now, I want to show you something for him through. I want you to watch this. God does not love us for who or what we are. But holy God loves us because of his loving mercy. I thank God He don't love me for who I am. He don't love me for what I am. He loves me because of 
His love and mercy. Then lastly, God is just. Deuteronomy 32 verse 4. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and righteous is He. Genesis 18 verse 25. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? I quote that to myself all the time. When things are going on around me, I always say, uh, shall not the judge of the world uh, of the earth do right? Yes, he will. Now, we always answer, and the right answer is, yes, he will. Now, the question is, how can God be both loving and demand holiness at the same time? How can holy God be both merciful and just at the same time to us sinners? Now, the answer is, the pureness of Jesus, the answer is Calvary. I don't know about you, but I was mentioning it this morning. I saw something on TV this past week, of these pride people, or what they want to call them. I call them a bunch of nuts. But uh, they, they truly, there's something wrong with uh, people's minds today. And I, I know where it's at. Romans chapter 1 and, verse two, and chapter 2 said, If you don't glorify God, and you don't worship God as God, He'll turn you over a reprobate mind and you'll do those things that's inconvenient. You'll do those things that you don't even think you will do. And I'm looking at the world today, and did you see out there, I don't know where it was at, I think it was in California. They ought to cut California off and push it out in the bay. But uh, I, I, I thought about this as I saw it, uh, some nuns going against the Catholic Church and their pride, and it was men with beards on, carrying on out there as a pride marching. Now, I want to show you something. At the same time, they showed a, a cross in a big stadium of people, and a man hanging on the cross, and another man wallowing all over him with a little old bitty tight uh, whatever he had on, all over supposed to be the man hanging on the cross. I looked at that, and I said, you know, it's a wonder that God don't strike that bunch dead. It really is. But then I remembered, will not the God of all the earth do right? Yes, He will. In His time. But I love this. God is merciful. Did you know John 3.16 is still there? For God so loved the world. Do you know what that one verse tells me? God loves every human being that's ever been made. I don't care what you've done, and I believe this all my soul. I went and led a young fellow to the ward in prison one time. His grandmother wanted me to go see him, and, and he was a murderer. And somebody said, can God save a murderer? Now, I want to ask you something. Turn that around. What's the one thing that take you to hell? Is it committing murder? No. It's rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. What's the one thing that take you to heaven? Is it murder? No. Is it not murder? No. It's receiving the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. Now, I want to show you something. I went to that prison, and I led that young man to the Lord, and he was in a cell with 13 other guys in a, in a cell there, and I never will forget. He got down on his knees and asked the Lord to save him right there in that prison. And I thought to myself, thank God for His mercy and His grace. If it wasn't for His grace, He'd have turned His back on that boy. But He didn't. And that's mercy. How can God, which is holy... Now think about this. God is all holy. 
Did you know not one iota of sin is going into heaven? Not one iota of sin is going into heaven. Well, how am I going to get there then? I'm a sinner. I have sins in my life. What makes the difference? It's the mercy of God. God is merciful. God is holy. But at the same time, the answer is, in the pureness of Jesus Christ, the answer is Calvary. Calvary, the crucifixion of the sinless Christ, was the expression both of the wrath of God against sin and the mercy of God towards the sinner. I thank God for Calvary. When I first got saved, I used to go around and say, I wish I'd have been there that day. I'd have cut him down. I wish I'd have been there that day. I'd have got him down off of that cross. And then it hit me one day. Oh, no. No. I can't do without him being there. He had to be there for me. He had to be there for the sins of the whole world. And when you think about that, Calvary satisfied the wholeness and justice of God by fulfilling all the requirements of the law and permits a sinner to enter heaven legally. One of these days, I'm going to heaven. I laugh at people. I was talking to somebody just the other day about a funeral service and and, uh, they they were talking about, well, I know he's going to heaven, you know. And I said, uh, I I was just listening to him talk. And he was talking about uh, his goodness and always helping people. Not one time did they mention that he had received Christ as a Savior. But you see, I got to lead him to the Lord several years ago. What makes a difference? Just because he's a good guy, is he going to go to heaven? Not on your life. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ is what cleanses you from your sin. That's the mercy of God, and that's the grace of God. God is a balanced God. I was brought up in the wholeness religion and as a little boy. Scared to death. They scared me to death. I mean, as a little boy. I mean, all this running around and carrying on in church and, and, and just doing crazy things in the church. And I'd look at that and I'd say, what the world is going on? Now, I'm just a nine-year-old little boy. And the preacher got up and preached, you've got to be holy to go to heaven. You've got to be holy. You've got to live absolutely pure. You've got to live absolutely clean to go to heaven. And I thought to myself, I ain't going to be able to do that. Amen? Just as a nine-year-old little boy. I can't do that. One night I went forward, they all gathered around me and prayed for me. You got it yet? Talking about the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. I said, I got it. About 12 o'clock, I want to go home. I said, I got it and went home. But let me show you something. After that, the preacher came over and said, you going to hell because you went to a movie. And I slipped off and went to a movie. And from that time on, I said, I'm not going to go to church. I'm not going to try to serve a God because I can't do it. You ever heard somebody say, I'd be a Christian, but I can't live it? I can't either. There's not a human being alive can live the Christian life on their own. You can't do it. Now, God never expects us to do something we can't do. Therefore, He did it for us. Now, that's Calvary. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. There's a question I ask everybody when it comes to going to heaven. One question settles it all. If you went to heaven's door right now, 
And God wished to say to you, why shall I let you into my heaven? What's the answer going to be? Oh, I've been a good guy. I haven't smoked and I haven't drank. I go to church and I read my Bible and I pray all the time. And Lord, you've got to let me in because I've been a good guy. No, you don't. You ain't getting there. Amen? There's only one answer to that. You have the blood of Jesus Christ on your sins. If you got the blood of Jesus Christ on your sins, God is merciful and lets you in. Although you don't deserve it. You reject Him. And I see what's going on in our country right now. The rejection of God's church. The rejection of God's Word. Did you know just this week they took the Bible out of the home? I mean out of the school. And, and uh, what's it, where that woman came and just went back home? Uh, Iowa? It, was it Iowa? In the same state that she went back home to, they took the Bible out of the school. I thought about that and all the things that's going on right now. I said, how in the world is God just going to keep on putting up only one thing? He's given everybody a chance. The same chance that I had. And we have a free will. And God said, you come unto me, I'll cleanse you from sin. That's grace. And that's mercy. But He's just... And because of His holiness, He can satisfy His holiness. And no other person in the world can satisfy God's holiness but God Himself. Because He's the only one that's holy. And so He came down and died on the cross at Calvary. And that satisfied. God is a balanced God. I can't live it, but He can live it in me. And did you ever read that verse? I'm in Christ and He's in me. When I got saved... God baptized me by faith in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm hid with Him in Christ Jesus. You know the devil can't get me? He can't have me. That's the reason I can lay down my head at night and go to bed. I don't care what happens. The devil can't get me. I'm in the hand of God. Amen? And He keeps me. That's grace. And I hope you understand that tonight. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we're so glad tonight that we know that Your Word is true and faithful unto death and all eternity. You don't change. The world might, but You don't. And Your holiness don't change. And Your holiness still demands purity or it's death. And we understand we can't do that, but You did it for us. And we want to say tonight, thank You, Lord, for Calvary. Bless us, each one. And if anyone's listening, dear God, we pray that they'll turn to you and still stop trying to live the clean life and the good life. Let Jesus do it in us. We pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.